As we come now to Jesus' final words from the cross, we're really standing at the burning center of the Christian gospel. And when I hear about the crucifixion, when I come to Good Friday, uh, I'm never exactly sure how I should feel. Should I be sad? Should I be angry? Should I be sorry? At the heart of this uncertainty, I think, lies a deeper question. That is, what is the meaning of this? What's the meaning of this? Many modern interpretations of Jesus' death invite us to feel pity and sense an inherent meaninglessness at the center of it. For example, Andrew Lloyd Webber's Jesus Christ Superstar. I think John Lennon came out with a version last year. Uh, in that musical, Jesus goes to the cross rattled with uncertainty, and he dies wondering if all of this was just a catastrophic mistake. Something went terribly wrong. And the musical doesn't seem to say outright that the cross was a tragic waste, but it does something a little bit more dangerous, and that is that it suggests. So it leaves us in a state of sadness and confusion. The real Jesus, however, the Jesus of the Gospels, was very clear about what the cross means and how we should respond. Uh, he actually sounds, doesn't sound like a victim so much as a marathon runner headed down the home stretch. Uh, let's look at our text, John 19, starting in verse 28. John 19, 28. After this, Jesus, knowing that all was now finished, said to fulfill the scripture, I thirst. And a jar full of sour wine stood there, so they put a sponge full of the sour wine on a hyssop branch and held it to his mouth. When Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, It is finished. And he bowed, up, bowed his head and gave up his spirit. John uses the same basic word three times in the course of three short sentences. I'll read it again real quick. After this, Jesus, knowing that all was now finished, tetelestai, said to fulfill teleothe, the scripture, I thirst. A jar full of sour wine stood there, so they put a sponge full of the sour wine on a hyssop branch and held it to his mouth. When Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, It is finished, tetelestai. And he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. So do you catch that? Tetelestai, teleothe, tetelestai. Finished, fulfill, slash complete, finished. All three words have the same root. Jesus isn't despairing, he's finishing something. So, the natural question is, what is he finishing? Let's look at that strange bit about thirsting and getting sour wine. Scholars have puzzled over the scripture that Jesus is referring to here. It could be Psalm 22, or Psalm 42, or Psalm 63, uh, all of which talk about being thirsty at some point. Or it could be Psalm 69, 21, which says, For my thirst they gave me sour wine to drink. He no doubt has the Psalms in mind here. There's, the Psalms are on his mind as he's hanging on the cross. But there's something else. Remember, this is the climactic moment in all of human history. The Son of God is uttering his last word as he gasps, words for, as he gasps for air. Does this seem like a fitting moment to you for him to make some random, obscure reference to a psalm just to check off the prophecy box? 
Like, oh, I forgot about that one. Let me get that in before I'm done here. No, there's something bigger in view here. Now, Jesus fulfills a lot of Old Testament prophecies throughout the Gospels. And when he does, John and other Gospel writers usually use the word plerao. This was to fulfill, plerao. But remember, we don't find plerao here. We find a different word. The word is teleothe, best translated to complete or to fulfill or to finish. Jesus is completing his life of obedience, and he's completing something that has to do with thirst. And if we look back through John, it turns out that Jesus talks a lot about thirst. John 4.13, Jesus tells the woman at the well, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. Or John 7.37, Jesus stands up in the temple and cries out, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Jesus repeatedly promised time after time, if your soul is thirsty, and he's not talking about physical thirst, he's talking about a deeper kind of thirst that we all feel at the core of our beings. If your soul is thirsty, come to me. I will give you water to drink that will never run out. And so on the cross, Jesus is fulfilling, or to give a better translation, completing that promise. He's dying to secure this living water for thirsty souls. But there's one more part of this that I want you to see. When the authorities came to arrest Jesus back in chapter 18, this is John 18:11, Peter pulls out his sword to fight off the guards, and Jesus says to him, Peter, put your sword back into its sheath. Shall I not drink the cup of wrath, or the cup that the Father has given to me? He doesn't actually say wrath in the text. This is lost on us, but Jesus' disciples knew that that was exactly what he was talking about. They were familiar with the Hebrew scriptures, specifically the Psalms and Isaiah, and over and over and over throughout, there's one cup that's mentioned, the cup of wrath that was reserved for the wicked, and they would drink it to the dregs. So, at the cross, Jesus was physically thirsty from the horrific ordeal of his trial uh, and his crucifixion. But more significantly, he was spiritually parched because the cup of wrath that he was drinking only makes you thirst and thirst and thirst. So Jesus drank the cup which was reserved for sinners like you and me so that he could give us fountains of living water. That's called substitution. He took it in our place and gave us to take what his place deserved. That's what Jesus had in view in his final moments on the cross. That's what he had in view from the beginning of his ministry, and that's what he carried to the end of his earthly ministry. So today, let's not feel bad for Jesus. He doesn't, let's not pity him. That's not what he wanted then. That's not what he wants now. Instead, he wants us to stand in awe. And he wants us to drink. He wants us to drink and drink from fountains of living water until we thirst no more.